Hi, welcome to episode two of the Steel City Strings podcast. I'm Jeremy Bolton, manager of Steel City Strings, and today I'm going to be talking with a couple of the players in regards to how they're experiencing the pandemic and not having concerts. I speak to one of our violinists and our principal cellist. My name's Corella Mitchell. I am the principal cellist of Steel City Strings, and I've been with the group since its second inception, which is about oh, five years now, I think. I live south of Wollongong, so in, in, the, in the southern part of the area that we perform in. And um, there are actually at the moment only two of us down in my area. In what ways, um, Corella, have you been affected by these you know, COVID-19 restrictions on performing with SES and in other capacities? I mean, what do you think the impact has been most on you? <laughs> That's it's a very interesting question for me because um, uh, before COVID, I was majoritively being a musician, um, and the only other grand thing that I was being was being a parent. So it it has it has affected me quite a lot um, financially. It was it was something that I had been relying on every. Every time that we did a um, concert, that was a nice little uh, financial incentive. But also, the thing that I found was when I started with it with the group, it it was my outlet. It was my um, my thing that I did for myself um, because I found that it's it's become my soul food playing with the group. And they're they're my my chosen musical family. And what's actually happened for me is that I've I've really really sort of missed them terribly. It's like it's like being homesick. Um, and um, and I've I I generally don't actually um, do a lot of playing unless I've got something to play for. So when the um, restrictions happened. Um, all of that just sort of went down the gurgler and so I didn't have an incentive to pick up my cello. Yes, and I guess Still City Strings is so project-based that you, you would want to have that project in, in place um, either with SCS or another group to keep you going. Yeah, absolutely. And what, um, what I mean, when it first happened, I, I had this downward spiral of of um panic that you know we weren't going to be able to play again um and because there was no guarantee of what was going to happen um and so I had to I had to find other things to do be really creative with with what I was doing um and so I started I started um talking to um, some other musicians who I play with as a as a piano trio, and um, and starting to do some stuff with them, and I've got to say that um, doing the doing the the things with SCS, the online performances were were the thing that probably saved me actually at at the in the early stages. 
Mm. Yes, and um, those performances were obviously for the fundraiser Isolation Strings, um, which uh, came together at the end with a SCS quartet performance. Um, but those online performance series, I mean, those online uh, videos that SCS made all together with lots of video editing and that sort of thing, what were the challenges you faced there? It's probably not what you'd think. Um, I've, I've done session work, so I'm sort of... Um, it, it, it felt very much like being in a studio doing session work. The, the tricky thing for me was um, keeping my kids quiet while I was doing it <laughs> um, because we were, we were still in lockdown um, and my children are not quiet children. <laughs> so um, when uh, possibly when when the outtakes get uh, get revealed, you'll actually hear you know me um, going off my head at the end of a, a take because my son has you know screamed something somewhere else in the house and it's all picked it up. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. <laughs> look, the other the other thing was it was it was challenging to play those pieces all the way through without mucking it up because it is a totally different experience to having the energy that you have when you're on stage and you're live and and you're you're there in the moment um so you don't have the same level of adrenaline and the same level of concentration when you're doing something like that um recording it online so for me for me those you know it, it took it took many hours actually to get one take that was perfect or that I was happy to send off. Yes, and I mean, uh, with you know, you're playing with people you know, but you don't see what they're doing at the same time, and you're not experiencing that moment together. You only see it come together at the end. And so, I mean, I, I've had that same experience of even doing it with people from all around the world um, in a chorus, opera chorus video. It's it's totally bizarre and you just send in what you send in and you just wait for the final product, don't you? When we, when we first did it, um, there was very little um, to go by um, and I had to redo it actually because some things were out of sync and I had to, it, there was some, when, when I got it back again, there were some more things that were in the background that I could go by and so that that was that was an interesting challenge, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, certainly something to think about. Um, and I think we all learned a lot as musicians going through that process. And I think your experience as being a session musician from time to time obviously helps with that quite a lot. Well, I'd hope so. So the other day, Corella, I was at the. I was lucky enough to get to an ACO concert um, on a, just a midweek concert, and they put together a program called uh, Transfigured. You know the Verklärtenacht, uh, the Schönberg, uh, the Mendelssohn String Quartet Number no. Two, and William Barton as well, featuring at the beginning of the program, which was uh, very interesting because uh, SCS. Um, uh, has has something to do with uh, William Barton um, in terms of interest in in those uh, Indigenous and Australian composers, and so it was wonderful to get back and we experienced a concert of social distancing that we were seated in twos throughout the auditorium and we're all in face masks. Not that it was mandatory, but that was um, something that was widely taken up. Um, the atmosphere wasn't in the foyer, but. 
that all aside, it was a successful concert. And what do you think the attitude is of musicians in getting back to concerts? Are they are they so keen to get back to the concerts and, and playing in the normal ways? Or do we have to be a bit more careful in terms of, um, you know, safety for players, things like that? Uh, what, what is the attitude that, that you hold towards this? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a... It's an interesting question, that one. Um, there are, I think, I think many of us have different um, different levels of of need when it comes to that that question. We, for me, I have um, I have people around me who are um, immune compromised, so it's not just for myself that I have to look out. Um, for these concerns, it's for the people around me as well. So, you know, where I can say I'm healthy and I would be able to withstand this condition, I know that the people around me, if I were to contract it, wouldn't. So, you know, it's it's for me, it's it's not just looking out for myself, but it's looking looking out for everybody else around me. Um, and it's it for me, it's a it's a civic responsibility I suppose for, to um, to care for other people so at the at the same time as wanting to um, get out there and, and get back to performing and all of that stuff um, I've I've also got that understanding that you know we're in this for the long haul and mm. we have to get creative of how to get our um, get our our music out there. And you know, I think what we're doing at the moment is is um, the best the, the best scenario right now. And I'm sure as we um, as we stay in communication with each other and, and we we brainstorm, I'm sure there will be different ways and, and creative ways that we can we can um, you know keep keep ourselves alive and and um, visible for all of our audience. Thanks very much, Corella. A few hours later, I picked up the phone to speak with Monique Ziegler, one of SCS's violinists. So my name is Monique Ziegler. I play the violin um, and I was part of the original quartet with Eve and Miffy and Rita that started Steel City Strings way back when in the early 2000s. So I've kind of been on the whole journey, um, both the first and second incarnations. Um, which has been a great joy, I have to say. Obviously, uh, performance shutdowns have been going on since March now. Uh, Still City Strings cancelled their first program uh, and it, with pretty rapid succession after um, all the other organisations, it was a really rapid loss of all the arts programs uh, for mm. the year. Can you tell us how that's uh, uh, affected you in terms of, I know you obviously you've got the, the day job, but um, has it affected how you um, play, um, how you're keeping active with your mind and, and that sort of thing and, and playing with friends. I mean, what, what has it been the most for you? Um, yeah, look, it was very difficult. There were some conversations that we had because we'd started rehearsals for the first concert um, and then there was Kyle sent out a survey to sort of see where people were up to and what they thought we should do. Um, it was a difficult decision, but it was kind of the right decision. You know, we can't place people at risk and ourselves at risk. And so that's why we had to cancel. There was kind of um, the imperative that that's what we had to do. Um, 
Yeah, it's a great loss, you know. Um, it's really hard when something's such a significant part of your life to not be able to connect with other people that you know and you care about and play music with. Um, and I noticed that um, I found myself sort of making more phone calls to, to some of my friends, you know, in Steel City Strings and whatever and kind of going, how are you going and what's going on and blah, blah, blah and, and so on. Um, I guess um, in terms of managing the, the absence of that, um, for the most part, I found myself doing more of things I already did. So I found myself doing um, more yoga. I found myself doing more reading. Um, I found myself running more regularly. Um, the yoga classes, I'm really grateful to the studio that I go to who did a really quick sort of turnaround and found a way to live stream and so that made a really big difference. Um, so I kind of channeled my energies into to sort of other things that were already part of my life but I just increased the amount of them that were there. Um, you know, my partner and I like to cook so we found ourselves doing a lot more cooking. Um, and, you know, we topped up the veggie patches with more vegetables and herbs and things like that. So that's kind of where that sort of energy went to as a way of grounding myself um, during the, the time where it was kind of pretty intense. Excellent. And, and, and do you find that going back to music in, in your home, um, listening to music or playing your instrument on your own, do you find that helps to ground you or do you like to get away from the instrument to, so it doesn't remind you that you're missing out on, on this sort of playing? I, I know different musicians, um, friends of mine that have had totally different experiences with that. You know, music is still a really important part of my life and I definitely use it to sort of temper and moderate my mood and, and help me sort of manage um, things you know which is something I've done for a really long time and I suspect every musician does to one degree or another um, but um, yeah the online recording it was a great um, opportunity to just feel connected again to everybody in Steel City Strings even though we were all still at home there was just that knowledge that everybody was kind of you know in their lounge room or in their study or whatever and still playing the same piece of music and just even that that psychological connection was really important. Yeah, absolutely. I can see how um, that really brought everyone together and everyone was really happy with the final product. I yeah. had the experience myself of doing one uh, with people from all around the world. So it was a bit odd doing it with people you don't know. Uh, but mm -hmm. Steel City Strings uh, result was um, wonderful in seeing all the familiar faces and hearing all the um, familiar sounds of the, of the string orchestra. So Monique, uh, everyone was recording their parts at home for Steel City Strings, um, mm -hmm. obviously with just mobiles, you know, uh, headphone, uh, you know, microphones, very basic equipment. And it was edited together um, very ably by uh, Tony Williams from 40 Donkey yeah. Films and also Kyle uh, Little as well, the artistic director, who got uh, very savvy on the software. What was your experience um, in terms of the, the technical things you had to get around to, to get into that? Yeah, um, so recording is an interesting process in itself and um, as opposed to live performance where you're kind of in the moment and, you know, it's kind of like, okay, that wasn't quite what I would have liked but I've got to keep focusing and move on to the next sort of bar and the next piece or whatever. Um, when you're recording and you listen back, 
it's um, it shows up every little flaw and you kind of go, oh, I can't live with that. <laughs> so um, it can be a very interesting process in terms of actually working out, okay, it's not going to be perfect and where's the point where I can live with it? And this is true even if you're in the studio and it's definitely true when you're at home. I think um, because we had been all sort of removed from one another, that was also accentuated in the process. And I did have one moment where I was doing um, the Rookums and I rang Kyle and I just kind of went, I can't get this to work. I just can't get it to work. Um, and it was kind of like, you know, your perfectionism gets sort of triggered and it's kind of like, ah, oh, it's never good enough and whatever. And it's just about kind of being able to sort of ground yourself and kind of go, yep, okay, it's not going to be perfect, but I'll do a few iterations and I'll have a look at it and some of these are going to be better than others. And it's kind of like, yep, you know what, that one's okay and I can do that, you know, um, and I can send that in and I can feel okay about that. Um, so it's, it's um, recording is a process, but definitely doing it in this kind of way was um, a whole new experience. And yeah, the technology was kind of like, you know, you've got laptops and you've got headphones and you've got, you know, sort of putting, making sure that you can see the camera and how much do you let sort of the room come in and get the lighting right. So, I mean, it's been an, a fantastic um, opportunity to develop technical skills, particularly for me. I'm not necessarily the world's tech savvy person, but I'm happy to have a go. And so, um, yeah, so I've learned a lot through the whole process. Excellent, Monique. Well, we look forward to having you back in the Steel City Strings venues all across the region, uh, playing with Steel City Strings when we can, uh, when we can do so um, according to restrictions and health and safety. So thank you for your time. That's okay. Thank you very much for tuning in today to the Steel City Strings podcast. I'm Jeremy Bolton, manager of Steel City Strings, and today you heard from Corella Mitchell, principal cellist of Steel City Strings, and one of our violinists, Monique Ziegler. If you would like to catch up on those online performances, you can do so via our website, steelcitystrings.com.au, and via YouTube, where all of our archive is also up live and running, so you can enjoy Steel City Strings while we can't perform live for you. Be sure to stay in touch with us, join our mailing list via our website, and you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you very much, and we'll speak to you next time.